The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle, has got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his house and a red flag. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain, live from the Low Key Center studio. We almost there, Ben. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I hope you are well on this beautiful Montario Hardesty days away from it being football time in Tennessee. I hope you are well. I apologize in advance if if you hear any background noise this morning, we are headed out of town almost right after the show. So I'm on daddy duty this morning. So apologies in advance if there's any background noise. Uh, but I, I've got a I've got a game plan in place. Uh, I, I'm I'm currently executing the game plan in the first quarter. But as we know, in the game of football, you got to make adjustments. So uh, we may have to make some in-game adjustments. But by golly, we're going to win uh, just like Tennessee is going to put it on Virginia on Saturday. No doubt about it, man. 865-255-03. You can use the Beatty Chevrolet text box to ask questions, to comment during the show. We would love for you to do that. Uh, com. Right now, red text sale taking place up to $10,000 off. Their website, BeattyChevrolet.com. All inventory marked down with their price, best price, excuse me, on the windshield. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two days away, uh, Ben, the story that Adam Sparks did on Joe Milton, that's what kind of turned it up for me, uh, getting a chance to read about Joe Milton's childhood and kind of the things that mattered to him and uh, his family and get kind of an inside look of how Joe Milton ticks. And no surprise why he is going, well, right now, no surprise why he is the undoubted leader of this football team, why his teammates love him. And I think we're going to see that show up on, on Saturday. Yeah, I have not gotten a chance to to read Adam's story there on the Knoxville News Sentinel. I, I do have it pulled up on my computer to, to read at some point before Saturday. But um, one thing that I've actually wanted to bring up the, the last couple of times, we've convened on Tuesday or Thursday morning, uh, and I wanted to bring it up on, on I guess it was Tuesday or, or maybe even last Thursday when we had that discussion about Joe. I guess maybe it was on Josh and Swain we actually had the discussion. Because yeah, uh, Joe Milton met with the media on Thursday. Uh, and, and he got a little flustered yeah. um, by uh, Adam, not intentionally calling him a little brother, but just the wording of his question, phrasing it as, as a little brother. That, that kind of set uh, Joe off there for a second. 
and, and so we kind of got away from what I wanted to bring up and, and what I've been wanting to bring up about Joe. Uh, if it's out there, go back and listen to last Wednesday's Vol Calls when Joe Milton was on the show uh, and Bob Kessling did a pre-recorded interview with Joe. Joe was not live at Vol Calls, but there was a pre-recorded interview. Go back and listen to that and go back and, and listen to uh, his media availability that he did with the media uh, on Thursday morning. The, the the guy just has a tremendous level of respect for, from me and, and just the way that he's gone about handling his business. He, he didn't necessarily show up uh, ready to be an SEC starting quarterback with the way he handled his business, but he has matured leaps and bounds the last two years. And if you go back and you listen to those two interviews I just mentioned, it's impossible not to root for Joe Milton. He he is just, he he's everything you want to root for in a college athlete and really any athlete in, in general. So if you can, I'd encourage you to go back and, and listen and watch those interviews. Yeah. I was driving around town the last couple of days and I've seen Joe Milton on billboards. Uh, this is the cool thing about NIL. And, you know, yesterday I was with my wife and I was, we saw one billboard out in West Knoxville, and I was like, man, I'm so happy for Joe Milton. Get your money, Joe Milton. Do your thing, Joe. And man, we didn't see Hendon on billboards last year uh, preseason. And, and Joe Milton on preseason billboards around town, that's the way it's supposed to be. And when you carry yourself the right way, when you do things the right way, uh, man, this is what could happen for you. Um, the NIL has, has been great because I think it has made athletes aware that what you do off the field can affect your pockets and uh, no company wants to have a player representing them that uh, it's, it's a knucklehead. And so uh, that's what the NIL has done. It's really made athletes aware. And um, I'm so happy for Joe Milton, but man, let's get into some ball, man. Virginia is coming up in here to Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. They will be without one of their best pass rushers. Uh, they're on the defensive line. They enter this game coming off a year last year where they were one of the best teams in the country at generating sacks, uh, right about three sacks per game. That's probably one of the only bright spots of this football team last year. Um, They can punt it. They have a really good punter, but we, we've seen Tennessee be really good at special teams or – special T, uh, kicking and punting and losing a lot of games. So that's all too familiar for us, but that's about it that I see from Virginia. They they, they are going to have some young players or new players, excuse me, on the outside guarding our wide receivers. But there's going to be plenty of opportunities for Tennessee. Yeah, I, I kind of did my – scout of Virginia yesterday and there, there's just not a whole lot that, that I see that there's really only two positives that that I see about this Virginia football team and one of them is a, a is a half positive like I, I kind of question it at the same time uh, I, I know we need to hit a break here in a moment so I guess we can start on on the offensive side of the ball or I guess we would start on the defensive side of the ball since you mentioned uh, they're all ACC performer Chico Bennett Jr. He is going to be out. Uh, he's been out the last few weeks after suffering a, a freak non-contact knee injury at the end of uh, their first scrimmage during fall camp. He had a minor procedure to remove 
bone fragments from his knee. Uh, and that was after a seven sack season last year, which was the, the fifth most in the ACC. Uh, and, and with Chico Bennett not being able to go, they're going to re- rely on Cam Butler at their bandit position, which you may know more about this than me, but it seems like that's kind of like Tennessee's Leo position, like their, their top edge rusher, top pass rusher. They just call it their bandit position, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then Ben Smiley, uh, he is going to play defensive end uh, in place of Chico Bennett Jr. So like the one bona fide positive about their team that I saw, Swain, and it's on the defensive side of the ball. And I think this is a great thing for Tennessee is that they have some veterans up front along the defensive line. Uh, they return their top five defensive linemen. Now, one of those five, Chico Bennett, he's not going to play. But other than that, they have some some experienced defensive line uh, with Cam Butler, Jameer Carter at defensive tackle, uh, and Aaron Fumui at, at nose tackle. Uh, and the, the the Virginia offense was an absolute disaster. And, and again, we can get to to that after this upcoming break. But the defense actually showed signs of improvement going from year one of Tony Elliott to year two. Uh, their points per game allowed dropped from 31.8 to 24. Uh, and there's some serious concerns with their secondary, but their front seven, especially their defensive line, allowed them to shave off a touchdown per game allowed, uh, even despite uh, a three and seven record. It, it was kind of that defensive line that kept them in the game. So uh, that that is the one strength of of Virginia, the only true strength I see on this entire team. Uh, and I think that that's actually a good thing because, yes, it's going to be a non-competitive football game in totality, in my opinion. But what's the biggest question mark with this Tennessee team? It's the offensive line. And I think if you're a Tennessee fan, you want to still see them get tested. And although Tennessee should win fairly comfortably, that offensive line that's going to be rotating guys, it's got some question marks, who's going to play who, who's going to play where, it's going to get pushed by a veteran defensive line. 865-255-03. As we wrapped up the show on on Tuesday, got a pretty cool message from Caleb on the text box. I just wanted to give you guys a shout out for partnering with a mental health provider as a former college athlete and a Marine veteran who is now a mental health therapist for young men, young adult men. uh, I have seen the need for the breaking down the stigma around mental health from both sides of the coin. Thank you. Absolutely. I love to, to share that message uh, with everyone today from our text box, the baby Chevrolet text box, which uh, leads us into uh, a word from mind, body and wellness. Mindbodyknoxville.com is the website. We have partnered with uh, mind, body wellness, and uh, they are set to launch their business and open their doors um, next week right here in Knoxville. And so if you're someone that um, your physical health is being affected by your mental health, you feel that weight, that 800-pound gorilla on your back, um, life is hard. It's supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be easy. And it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to say, you know what, I need to stop. I need to talk to someone. I need to get this weight off. Uh, my shoulders, mind, body, and wellness is a place for you. I see a therapist. Uh, I've been seeing therapists for months now, uh, as frequently as once a week, sometimes you know, once every two weeks. Um, but there's nothing wrong with with needing to talk to someone when things feels like 
it's just really, really heavy, man. Life is tough. You're a husband. You're you're a father. You're a mother. Uh, your daughter. Uh, you you are a businesswoman, business man. Like there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's not easy. And so you need someone to talk to. Uh, understand that MindBodyKnoxville.com, MindBodyWellness, they're accessible, they are affordable, and they are available, and you are worth it. We'll take our first break of the morning here uh, on the Swain event. We'll come back. We'll get into some personnel, some matchup. Tennessee, Virginia, Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. local time. Right there at Nissan Stadium. You listen to the Swain event. Be McKee, Go Balls 247. I'm Jason Swain. Be right back. You're listening to the Swain event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Yeah. Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit MindBodyKnoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, Here in Knoxville, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor, representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. If you are not going to the game, you're watching the game at the house, let Dead End Barbecue do the catering for you. All you have to do is make sure that you got 
batteries in your remote. If the lights are on. And you get to watch the game. Let that in. Do all the catering for you. ThatNBBQ.com. All right, Ben McKee. That was a really good point by you. I think this defensive line for Virginia being one of the bright spots on this team last year, coming into this year and this game, even without their best pass rusher as a group, this could be a good thing for Tennessee without Cooper Mays to get a little bit of a challenge. Or big-time challenge. Hopefully, it's just a little bit of a challenge. I don't want a pure domination type of game. I, I want a little bit of a challenge. And I want our team to handle business in those 60 minutes and, and win by a lot of points and cover and everybody play. But, like, I want a little bit of resistance because I think that's going to help this offensive line long-term. Offensively for Virginia. Do you want to stick on defense for Virginia or you want to stick with, or you want to go with offense? Well, I mean, I, I guess there's a couple of other things, quick things that, that yeah. are worth mentioning on the defensive side of the ball. That, that was kind of their strength on the defense. And again, I don't want to make it out to be like an Alabama defensive line or a Georgia defensive line. It's just somewhere in the middle of like Austin P and Florida, which I, I think is is a good thing for Tennessee as as it does ramp up for Florida and, and South Carolina. This will be a nice test for them. Uh, the bona fide question marks uh, about this defense, and and like there's also this one overhanging uh, question mark and something that you really raise your eyebrow at about the team as a whole. Like Tony Elliott has talked publicly, and and you listen to national college football people talk, and it's like Tony Elliott really hasn't liked being at Virginia and has kind of questioned the the leadership last year and, and and questioned question a lot about the program last season and then you get to the offseason and you had several guys transfer out and one of the big names that did transfer out was one of their all-time at least statistically speaking linebackers in Nick Johnson he, he transferred to Iowa and Nick Johnson was a three-time all ACC selection started 31 games led the team uh, in tackles with a hundred plus tackles each of those three seasons. Uh, and he had 354 career tackles, which is tied for 11th most in program history. And like he's transferring out after year one of Tony Elliott. Uh, and, and to me, that's a little weird. Maybe there's some stuff going on behind the scenes that we can't see on the surface, but that, that's a little weird, especially when you pair that with Tony Elliott questioning things last season and, and making comments like it was real hard to get the guys to buy in and, and they were just very resentful. So I think there's some some bigger issues with Virginia than just the personnel on the team. Um, but aside from that D-line on defense, the, the linebackers are having to replace Nick Jackson, uh, a terrific linebacker transferred to Iowa, uh, and there's some inexperience there. Uh, they've got a guy that's made – Five starts and six appearances last season. That's expected to start uh, as the Will linebacker, and and then at the Mike linebacker, uh, one of their more productive players on defense. He he appeared in all ten games last year and made six starts and and had sixty tackles, which was third most on the team. But uh, doesn't look like their linebackers are going to put up too much of a uh, push uh, against Tennessee. And and then there's serious concerns in in the secondary, which I don't I don't think bodes well on paper going up against this Tennessee. 
uh, passing attack. Cornerback is arguably their position that is most questionable on the entire team, and there's also some uncertainty, uh, not only with who's going to play where, uh, but some health as well. One of their starting safeties, Antonio Cleary, uh, he's been dealing with a high ankle sprain and is a game-time decision. So uh, the Virginia defense hasn't been as bad as as the offense has been, but there's still some some serious question marks, and and that defensive front, like we talked about, may be able to help the t- may be able to help Virginia stay in it a little bit longer. But the second and third level, they they don't look like <laughs> they don't look like they're going to put up too much of a push against this Tennessee offense. Well, you mentioned kind of the, the beginning of Tony Elliott's tenure there at Virginia and some of the the Departing players. I mean, that's kind of part of it, right, Ben? I mean, when a, when a new coach comes in, I mean, he's establishing his own foundation, his own culture, and it's not like this is our first time hearing about a good player not being 100% bought in and not getting along with the new coach, like maybe what the outside world think they should do. I mean, guys, we, we have two brand-new linebackers. <laughs> I mean – we have two brand new linebackers. Um, we've seen it. Like we've we've seen this with a front row seat after having many coaches here at Tennessee and good players either not working out or not playing or being run, ran off or just it's just didn't perform like we thought they would perform. So like Tony Elliott is still building the foundation. Like I know for Josh Heupel, it was easier for him to build a foundation. Because of you had for some of these players they had Butch and then they had Pruitt and they just wanted normalcy. They wanted to be coached. They wanted to be held accountable. And so when Danny White came in and, and talked to the players and they brought in Josh Heupel, like these guys were already ready to buy in because they were tired of losing. Maybe Tony Elliott is, is not having that type of um, success early like Josh Heupel did. And there's still some guys that. Um, still need to buy in. Now, with the tragedy, maybe it's helped this team buy in more and, and become closer, and maybe that shows up at some point during the season. And um, maybe next season or season after that, when, when Virginia's winning more games, they can look back on the tra- tragedy as a turning point for their program. But it ain't going to matter on Saturday. Um, they, they, they're going to take an L, no doubt about it. But if you, if you, if you're Tennessee, man, this is just a heck of an opportunity. I mean, because I think it's always important to be challenged week one, so that way you can have that reviewable tape, that correctable tape. Because sometimes when you play against a team and it's, it's just you can go seventy five percent and play sloppy and have a ton of mistakes and still win fifty five to nothing, and everyone thinks you're great. And then in the game two, you're playing against a better opponent, and then you struggle. Well, because you didn't really get tested in week one to be forced to make those adjustments and those corrections. And so I don't necessarily need to play Michigan first game of the season, but give me a power five team that's in the middle of the road or maybe even a little worse. I don't care. But, like, they're better than – the Austin Peas of the world. They're better than the Ball States of the world. This could be good for, for Tennessee getting a challenge early in the football game. Yeah, I, I completely agree. 
like in hindsight, I, I hope people follow along with this point, but like the Georgia Tech game in 17 and the App State game in, in 16, like it was, I, I, I know how it ended up working out. That, that's not the point that I'm trying to make. And, and, and you don't want Tennessee to beat Virginia in overtime like those two Butch Jones teams had to beat App State and Georgia Tech in overtime, but you want to be pushed a little bit is the point that I'm I'm getting at. You you don't want it to be a total fifty to, to nothing blowout. You you want to have film that can be corrected. And and I know that's that's what you're getting at. And I, I just see a, a great opportunity for Tennessee's receivers to take advantage of of a Virginia secondary that has a lot of question marks. I mentioned the starting safety kind of being a game time decision due to a high ankle sprain. They went out and added an SMU transfer and a Clemson transfer, but both of them are, are listed kind of as oars on the depth chart. There, there's no guarantee that that they're going to start and, and that they're going to play. So, uh, and, and they do go with a, a four-two-five uh, look more so than than anything else. Uh, they, they they call their star position their nickel corner the the spur in, in their defense. Uh, so we'll, we'll see, but there, there's a lot of newness and a lot of question marks on in that secondary, along with the linebacker group. And I think that this Tennessee offense should be able to take advantage of that. But the one possible equalizer is if that Virginia defensive line that does have some experience that we talked about earlier, if it's able to get some push uh, against uh, a Tennessee O line that I, I expect to play well in this game. But there are still question marks up front for Tennessee. Yeah, Ben Smiley, number 10, he's a fifth-year guy. You look at Jameer Carter, who's their nose tackle. He's a senior. Uh, Aaron Fumu, Fumui, <laughs> Fumu. Uh, he's a six-year guy. And then you mentioned the bandit position. That's played by Cam Butler, who is a six-year guy. So, I mean, you got you got two six-year six guys there in the front six front seven, and then you have a senior, and then you have a fifth-year guy. Well, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Swain, the sixth year probably means that they're a COVID senior, yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine. Uh, but imagine Tennessee without its group of, of COVID seniors. The, the depth chart and, and the roster looks a, a little bit different than it does now if if you don't have those COVID seniors. So maybe they get a boost for, from those COVID seniors. But also, the, the COVID seniors on Virginia's roster are, are mostly up front along the defensive line. So it's not like they're littered throughout the team like, like Tennessee has them. Yeah, yeah. So nice little challenge at the beginning. And depending on how Tennessee comes out and plays and uh, handles business, we'll determine how long the challenge will go on for hopefully it's a challenge that is ended after the first drive but it could be a challenge that goes into the second quarter second half you you just never know i know one thing we'll be there it'll be nice and and warm and um i'm fired up about the game i I really am man um i'm i'm more jacked about some of the new players having a chance to kind of make a name for themselves um, and be household names like some of the guys were last year. Uh, as we kind of approach the end of the segment here, did you see where Jalen Hyatt changed his number? I did not. From he 80, changed it from 84, huh? 
to uh, the only the only Jalen Hyatt content I've seen this week or the last couple of days is is the back and forth between him and Sauce Gardner of the Jets. I, was there back and forth? I just saw. Yeah, there, I saw there's, Sauce there's said been, something. What's that? I just saw where Sauce said something. I didn't. I didn't. Well, I didn't hear. Yeah, anything. maybe I shouldn't label it as back and forth, but obviously the Jets and the Giants, big time rivalry in New York City and in, in, in the New York area and a lot of fanfare for Jalen this camp because of everything he's been doing in camp. And I, I think some, some giant fans were going after, were going after sauce because if, if I'm not mistaken, Jalen beat sauce on one play on one rep. And then the second and final rep, uh, it was an incomplete pass that sauce batted away, but sauce was tugging on Jalen's Jersey down the sideline so I, I think some fans were giving Sauce mess, and 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 Sauce made the comment that he made. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the the, the he changed it to one. No, he changed it to thirteen, which is the, is the number of the last great Giants receiver by the name of Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. Pretty um, good guy. I can't do I do I love the change to thirteen? I do not love the change to thirteen. I think that's going to be some some comparisons Odell Beckham Jr. Um, how Odell came in and was just wrecking the league as a rookie. I think people expect Jalen to do the, the exact same thing. I think Jalen's going to be good, but what Odell did was like historic. And so uh, that 13, people may think he's going to do the same thing. And he may, I hope he does. I can't really like down the, the decision because I came in wearing number one after Jason Witten, who, had a better pro career than, than his collegiate career, obviously, right? He played more than four years. Um, but, like, I just know what that's going to mean for, for Jalen, and uh, I hope that he he is ready for those those comparisons. But um, the, the thing about those videos online, on and, and, dude, I sometimes I really hate these Twitter accounts that post footage and make it seem like that one side won over the other, and it's like the complete opposite. Because football fans who are maybe not uh, as experienced or doesn't possess the 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 experience of playing, they don't know. Sometimes they're very easily deceived. Hyatt didn't win the rep. It's pretty simple. He didn't he didn't win the rep. Was he open for a split second? Yeah, but that doesn't mean you win the rep. Like just, just because you start off in a race out in the head. If you're not first place at the finish line, you didn't win the you didn't win the race. That's the way it works. So yeah, he yeah. was open for a split second, but he wasn't open enough to get the ball. And so um the thing about Sauce Gardner, he was playing maybe he's playing a little trail technique. Who knows? Because he had some safety help over the over the top. Maybe he was able to be more aggressive and allow Jalen to get out in front of him. That safety really came over quickly. Um, but all in all, the point is if you ain't catching the ball and making plays, you ain't winning the rep. And that happens, man. Sauce Gardner is one of the top three corners in the league right now. And so if you lose a rep to Sauce Gardner on the outside, okay, there'll be 50 more plays for you to go out and make. So I'm proud of how Jalen is playing right now, how he's practicing, his mentality. He's going to make plays for the Giants. Uh, I think people just – Get on Twitter, man. Just hype up stuff just to do it because, hey, you get the clicks, you get the views, you get the interaction, and that's what people 
uh, want there on, well, and, on that. And app. people are going to ride for their guy and, and their team too. That, that that's that's part of it as well. Riding for Jalen and riding for the the Giants. At least the Giants fans out there or, or Tennessee fans as well. I, I thought it was cool in in the Steelers Falcons preseason game last week. Kenny Pickett made a a throw. Uh, a deep ball to Deontay Johnson. It was like third and eight, and they were backed up, and it was a beautiful throw on the money. And and I have a buddy that's been giving me mess uh, about Kenny Pickett uh, all all season long, and I sent it to him, and it's I said, yeah, look, look at this, hit hit Deontay in stride, he's a baller. and what's that? I said he's a baller, man. Kenny Pickett's gonna be so good. far. Let let's see it translate to to the to the regular season. He's got the Forty ers defense out of the gate, so we'll we'll, we'll see there. But uh, my my buddy who's been giving me mess about Kenny Pickett said, oh, man, that was a, an easy throw for an NFL quarterback to make. And, like, to us who don't know football in depth, like, yeah, like, Deontay had to step on the receiver, and NFL quarterbacks should be able to make that throw. But the next day, Dan Orlovsky put out a video breaking down the entire play and everything that Kenny Pickett in all 11 receipt or all 11 players on the offense needed to do to make the play work and it, and it was just amazing to me I sent it back to my buddy not to kind of rub it in his face but it, it's like amazing to me how we see okay Deontay Johnson gets a step on the corner Kenny Pickett should be able to make that throw but we don't see the intricacies of how Deontay Johnson got that step on on the corner uh, because of the way he released at the line of scrimmage uh, and the way that whoever was in the slot, I think it was George Pickens, ran the safety out of or, or the linebacker or, or the nickel, I don't know, ran somebody out of the the play. Uh, and then Kenny Pickett is having to look to the right side to make sure that the safety and the linebacker don't go over the top to give help to the corner that Deontay Johnson is now beat. And then he has to hold it for a split second longer uh, and gets drilled on the play just to make sure that he is able to get it to Deontay when when he needs it to, to get there. It's just amazing what all goes into an NFL play that looks simple to us, but there's so many moving pieces that have to go perfect on any on any given play. Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. 865-255-03 is our number. We'll hit the text box when we come back. You're listening to the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. You're listening to the Swain Event. And you know this, man. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. 
What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men healthcare. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swainament crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865 865- Two five seven seven eight nine seven, or email me at Jennifer Morris eight six five at gmail dot com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes. Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Thursday. We are two days away from kickoff. Today is the last day of August. Man, I am ready for September. We all know September is the best month of the year. We get five weeks of September. Oh, it's the best. The absolute best. Ben McKee Virgo goes. season, baby. Ben McKee, Go Falls 247. What is the status on Cooper Mays? Hey, don't expect him to play on Saturday. Uh, after that, we'll see. Rodney and Austin, are there any concerns about the field at Nissan Stadium? No, nah, it's turf. It's turf. Wait a minute. Don't tell me y'all got... I got bamboozled by, by the fake Twitter account. No, I I, I think uh, I think Rodney was genuinely asking about the actual turf and and not the 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 stadium from the fake tweet that that was going around. I had forgotten that they put in turf as well until I saw the Titans playing one of their preseason games. But yeah, it's all turf now, which is which is a great thing. It's not as bad this time of year, but historically the the fields, the, the surface at Nissan Stadium has not been kind to players who have played there. It's been terrible. Uh, it's It's been absolutely terrible. The Bears, the Titans, I mean, those are the stadiums that come to mind of having like the worst field conditions in the NFL. Uh, the thing about the field turf is like, it's going to be hot. <laughs> it is going to be hot. That field turf gets really, really hot, and you know it makes it even hotter. So, if it's ninety degrees, then with that turf, it makes it feel over a hundred. And so, uh, if I'm a player on this football team, remember Alvin Kamara wore the? Uh, he's, I think he still wears them now. Uh, the elbow, I won't call them sleeve, but turf tape. Yeah, they turf tape. Um, that's 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 what I would do. If I'm a running back, that's what I would do. If I am a receiver, um, if I'm 
man, if I'm a player, I'm doing that because that hot turf, one slide, and uh, whew, it can get hot and uh, it can now, get real uncomfortable. What what if you're a sideline reporter? Do do you recommend? I don't need that. The 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 the, the turf tape kind of coming off the 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 bottom of the foot, up the heel, and up up the calf. I don't need in, in case you you go down. I mean, technically, you you're you could receive some friendly fire, and 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 you could be tackled as well. No. I I think you should go out there with with turf tape. No, that's that's not gonna happen. I always say away <laughs> from the action, and my head is always on a swivel. That's that's not gonna happen. The day that happens, the day I need to review stepping down. That's not gonna happen. I'm usually far away from the play, um, and I keep an eye on the football to make sure that I don't get blindsided on the sideline. So, Charger Vol says three paydays in September. Okay, let's go. I, I, I like that thought process. Let me hold something, Charger Vol. What you got? Let me hold something. Let me hold twenty. Chip Payne says during fall camp, we heard that on some uh, scrimmages, the O-line was getting beat by the D-line. Is it because the D-line is better than last year or did the O-line take a step back from last year? Uh, it's both. It's both, and that's okay. That is okay. That doesn't mean that Tennessee's offense can't be special and can't be dynamic and explosive and carve up the opposing defenses this year. Honestly, you kind of want your defensive line to be out ahead of your offensive line. I mean, you kind of want your defense to be out ahead of your offense, especially in the first scrimmage, and that's typically what's what happens. The offense bounced back in scrimmage number number two, but you got to think about the offensive line. It's kind of like synchronized swimming. Like everyone has to be together for the protection to be beneficial, for the protection to be good. Like you have to be together with your steps with your alignment, um, with your movement, and one bad step, one false step can open up a crease for a defensive lineman or defender to get through and make a play in the backfield. So um, it's probably the hardest unit to make sure that um, the entire side of the ball, the offense, is successful. Like, you can, you can have – like, you can have – Four guys on the defensive line, one guy steps wrong, but still make a play in the backfield. Like you, that can happen. But on the offensive line, and we saw this in uh, 2018, the first play of the game against West Virginia, where everyone did their job except for one person. The first offensive play was a negative play because one person just stepped wrong. So it takes time. That's my point. So it's okay that the defensive line is a little bit of head of the offensive line of fall camp. Typically. I also think they're going to be really good. Yeah, I think they go. That's why I said both. Yeah. Tennessee, 28-point favorites. No hesitation in taking Tennessee to cover. Zero. Riley Vall feels like Elliott is about to go back to being Dabo's OC after Riley, who came over from TCU, takes – head coaching job after year one. That's that's quick, man. That's quick. Tony Elliott going after two seasons, leaving. Ah. It, 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 it does feel like it's the world we live in now yeah, in college football. Yeah, I know. I could see it. But what? I bet he gets a third season, though. Yeah, and, and he should, considering what you know happened 
late last year. I mean, they didn't play the last two other games. So, I mean, that that's a tough position for any coach to be in. But I'd be surprised if Tony Elliott did that. It it is it is weird though. Like you you're supposed to be an an offensive guy, and this offense just looks, ooh, buddy. Are 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 there question marks on on this offense now? That they do have quite a bit of new pieces, and, and maybe that that allows them to click. They they've got a Clemson transfer at running back. Tony Musket is obviously a, a transfer from Monmouth. Uh, they've got a, a slot receiver who transferred in from Northwestern. Uh, he has 1,300 career receiving yards. And they've got a couple of offensive line transfers uh, from Dayton, from Houston, from Penn State. Tight end room is is pretty much the same, but it's just they, they were not good uh, offensively uh, last season at all. Boy, boy, boy. Chip Payne, do you like the edge rushers listed as a position now? I don't. I don't know what you mean there, Chip Payne. What do you mean? What do you mean? Um, Maybe he means it being listed as like a Leo. It's it's always been like that. I think traditionally we saw like defensive end, defensive tackle, defensive tackle, defensive end, or in a 3-4 defensive end, defensive tackle, defensive end. And now like we've gotten – to the bandits and and the robbers and the Leos and and, and this and that. I, I think like that's that maybe year. what Chip Payne means. I thought maybe it was I'm like wrong. that with the last with the last staff. Yes, but like I when I say traditionally, I'm talking about like yeah. '90s and 2000s, yeah, like yeah. back when you played. It was defensive end, defensive end. It wasn't a Leo or heck, it wasn't even called like a. It wasn't even labeled as an edge rusher, really. It's called defensive end. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, I don't really care, Chip Payne. Honestly, I mean. Uh, I don't like or dislike. It's it's what defenses are doing now to be able to have more athletes on a football field in the back end because the offenses are are more spread out, and so you're going to see four two five. You're going to see it all across the board. Um, it used to be four three. And then on third downs and obvious pass it down, you brought in your extra DBs, you play a little nickel, you play some dime. But in the last 10 years, we've seen defenses be in 4-2-5 more than any other defensive alignment or personnel grouping. Chip Payne said that's that's what he meant. So thanks, thanks Ben, from Chip Payne. All right, got you. We good. 865-255-03. I got Tennessee covering. You look at some of the other games this weekend, Ben. You have, we got a game tonight. Oh, we got a game tonight, man. Utah and Florida. But some of the games this weekend, you got Florida State, LSU. You got North Carolina, South Carolina. I mean, you got some nice games week week one of the college football season. You really do. And I'm glad they're not. The the ones that I'm most excited for, I'm glad they're not during Tennessee's game or, or even on Saturday because I know Tennessee, for those watching at home, it's like a 12 Eastern to 3 Eastern, maybe a little longer experience. But for, for those of us watching the or for, for those of us working the game, it's it's almost an all-day thing uh, to where 
Tennessee plays in that first window, and then I'll be working, which I know nobody cares about, but I'll be working during the second window of games. And then I should be able to watch a good chunk of, of the third window, those those late night games. So I'm glad that Florida-Utah is tonight because I am absolutely – I'm pumped for that one tonight. I, I cannot wait uh, to watch that uh, and, and to learn uh, about Florida. And I think with Cam Rising being out, I think that game's going to be very, very competitive. I'm even excited to watch Nebraska and Minnesota tonight. Yeah. Uh, Matt Rule, yeah, Nebraska team, and, and uh, Missouri's playing South Dakota State, if I'm not mistaken. I, I know that the South Dakota, that the yeah, South Dakota. Thank you. Uh, I, I know that that's not a, a big time opponent, but I, I really, really like studying up on Tennessee's future opponents, and, and so like I want to see what Missouri looks like. I want to see what their quarterback situation looks like, and, and I want to see what the the defense and offensive line look like as well, because those are big time question marks uh, for Missouri. So I'm excited for tonight and glad some of those games aren't going on during Tennessee's game or, or even on Saturday. And then the granddaddy of them all this weekend is Florida state LSU. And I'm very glad that that's on Sunday night. Yeah, man. 11 games tonight, 11 games. Uh, Wake Forest is playing central Florida is playing. They playing against Kent state. Uh, you got Georgia State. Can we please schedule them again? Uh, <laughs> you got Western Michigan, NC State at UConn. How is UConn hosting NC State? Is is a is a mystery for me. Well, well and and real quick on that one, like I I'll try to go out of my way to tune into that one. Everybody's talking about this UTSA game. Uh, I think UConn's better team than than UTSA. UTSA has the 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 quarterback, but I I think people aren't really realizing that Jim Moore has has UConn in a pretty healthy place considering where they have been in in the past, and that that could be more of a challenge than than the UTSA game in, in November. Not that I mean UTSA at the end of the day and, and UConn they're they're not going to sniff out even beating Tennessee or, or or coming close, but everybody's caught up on UTSA and and their quarterback, and I get it. Jeff Taylor's done a great job at UTSA too, but. I don't. I don't think people quite realize that that Jim Moore actually has UConn headed in a in a decent direction. Yeah, I mean UConn was probably the worst job in in, in college football. Um, and Jim Moore has made it has made it a whole lot better for sure. Um, Eight o'clock, Florida at, at Utah. Utah, Utah's Cam Rising uh, not going to go. That news was kind of broken over the last couple of hours uh, yesterday. I don't think that if you are Kyle Whittingham, you want that news out there on a Wednesday but or Tuesday, but it was out. And we'll see how Florida adjusts playing against a backup quarterback. And then Nebraska at Minnesota at 8, you mentioned that. Um, how about the debut of Trent Dilfer, UAB, hosting North Carolina A&T uh, at 8 o'clock. And Your then, home state team. Uh, who? What'd you say? Oh, that's right. That that's Alabama A and M. Uh you also have Southern Utah and, and Arizona State tonight. I'm sure you were about to mention that one. How oh, about yeah. Friday I was night. About to, I was about to mention that because I was about to mention Ray Anderson, the Arizona State A D that was clapping on Tennessee a couple years ago about Tennessee's athletic department and trying to clap on Coach Former. And whoo. Woo! See what happened was. Man! 
man. What? What's going on, Ray? Tell us about the boom boom room, Ray. <coughs> wow. Had a lot to talk about Tennessee. A lot to talk about Tennessee a couple years ago. Call code former pariah. Said that the Tennessee's athletic department was a cluster, which I mean he wasn't lying. I mean it was a cluster, but you need to mind your damn business. And keep your thoughts to yourself. Yeah, it, ain't your, it ain't your damn business, Ray Anderson. <laughs> Whether it's true or not, it's not the point. The point is you are the AD Arizona State. You need to mow your own damn lawn. And here we are in 2023. And they, with a couple days before the start of their season, those players working hard, those players getting ready for the start uh, of the season, and some of those freshmen and newcomers starting their college career playing that first game. You got, you know, Jaden Rashada coming in as a highly talented quarterback prospect. Here you come dropping a hammer on them, knocking all the air out of their sails by announcing a self-imposed bowl ban. Whoo. While Tennessee has the healthiest athletic department they've had since the Doug Dickey years competing for championships, competing for championships and Tennessee's athletic department has won across the board more than it has in a long, long time. And I know 98, you won championship in two sports, but like the, the winning across more sports right now hasn't happened in a very, very long time. Ah, oh, man, dude has karma ever Lost the game. Has Karma ever been scored on? Certainly does not seem that way. And I, I did not mean to to cut you off from your no, Arizona State rant. No, I just good. got overly excited about Louisville and Georgia Tech on Friday night. And I know it's Louisville and Georgia Tech, but hey, Jeff Collins, he's still at Georgia Tech, right? He didn't get fired last year. Oh, he did get fired. Who's the coach now at Georgia Tech? I'm blanking. Uh... Is it Brent Pease? That is, is that, right. That yeah. is, yes, the the former offensive line coach, correct? Yeah, the former Alabama player. No, the former Georgia Tech player, excuse me, that was an offensive line coach at Alabama. But, yeah, he, he is a Georgia Tech. He's a Georgia Tech grad because uh, my good friend, Kalashima Anthony Parker, was on that staff, Jeff Collins, and he's still on that staff now with the Yellow Jackets. So, Brent Key, not Brent Pease. That's right. But still, I'm kind of excited to check Louisville out under Jeff Brom. Like that, that to me is an interesting matchup. Look, for a Friday night, week one of college football, just excited for college football. Like I'll probably be tuned into to that. Well, actually, I won't be tuned into that game because I'm going to Brentwood Academy tomorrow night to watch five star quarterback George McIntyre with Josh Heupel. With. Uh, so. Not literally with, but Josh Heupel is expected <laughs> to be there. <laughs> look at look at me and and and, and Hype hanging out on the sideline. All, uh, all those uh, photos you see of head coaches at high school games uh, on, on social media. I, I'm going to do my due diligence to to make sure I'm photo bombing the, the ones of Heupel uh, well, that that will make the, the rounds on Twitter. Swain Event, Fuel by Dead and Barbecue. We'll get to the phones after this. You listen to the Swain Event, Fuel by Dead and Barbecue.
What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor, representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Hey there, Swain Event fam. If you're currently renting and just about priced out of your place, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897. You may be able to buy a home and have monthly payments less than your rent. And wouldn't you rather pay your own mortgage than someone else's? Hope to hear from you soon and go Vols. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook.
Y'all need to know this. The Nila Mafia trying to call in. No week one is normal here in Tennessee without a phone call and explain event from Nila Mafia. So, Nila Mafia, give us a call back. I just missed you. As soon as I went down to answer the phone, click the button, you was gone, man. So just, just give us a call back. We'll pass you right on through. 865-255-03. Chill out, Ben. I saw you. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. While we wait on the one and only Neelan Mafia, I would like to encourage people, if you're in the Knoxville market looking for a home, to reach out to Jennifer Morris of Keller Williams Realty. I spoke to Jennifer this morning, and she just wanted me to pass along the simple message that uh, it may be a holiday weekend this weekend with Labor Day, but she is around. She never stops working. That's why she's the best and will do anything possible to make sure your home buying experience goes well and if they need anything if y'all need anything don't hesitate to reach out she says go balls and everyone be safe traveling love to the swain event fam love it love it uh, going back to the betty chevrolet text box bulldog brian says besides winning what do you want to see from offense and defense on saturday that will give you confidence this team is moving in the right direction to get ready for conference play I got to take myself back to to last year where Tennessee played two games before entering conference play. And I remember the first game where, I mean, defensively, I think you had a turnover the first play. First play, the offensively, Jalen High, uh, High scored a touchdown. Like, boom, boom. It was 7-0 really quick. And... Defense did a really good job of, of stopping a run. You know, Carson Steele, who's a UCLA running back right now, was on Bruce Feldman's freak list last offseason. Strong, athletic, big back for those guys. And Tennessee was able to hold him to basically nothing. Now, a lot of that is the offensive line, and there was an advantage for Tennessee. But that was a dominating game for, for Tennessee. And then the second game, Ben, that pick game, it was not clean. Like, there was times in that game, I'm sure a lot of us was like, what in the hell are we doing? <laughs> like, what is going on? Hending could not connect with Tillman. You had turnovers. You had a block punt. Like, it was a hot mess. But defensively, you played well enough. You knocked the quarterback out of the game. Uh, the running back, was it Banaconda? who is, I think, going to be sensational for the New York Jets. He had a run. He smoked our entire defense. I mean, no one could catch him. But he did that, did that all season. He was phenomenal with Pittsburgh. He was the lone bright spot for Pittsburgh last year. But Tennessee's defense won that game, and the offense made plays when it mattered most at the end of the game. Into the Florida game, I didn't. I mean, I feel like Tennessee would win, but how we played against Pittsburgh, I wasn't overly confident. I just knew we would win. I just knew we would win. And I knew that the personnel and the style of play favored Tennessee. 
But, man, Tennessee won that game by one play. When you think about it, Florida had a chance late in that game. It took a pick at the end to seal the deal. If that ball goes to the end zone and is caught by the Gators, Tennessee loses that game. So I remember entering SEC play kind of not knowing how well we would play based on the Pittsburgh game. I think entering SEC play this year, and I see you, Bulldog Brian, scouting the opponent. Now, Bulldog Brian, man, he's a he's a great listener, contributor of the show, even though he's a Bulldog fan. Man, we, we appreciate him, man. He asks really good questions, and uh, it's all good. What do I need to see, Ben? I just need to see us play clean as we can. I mean, you want to see the timing between the, the receivers and, and the quarterback pay off. You want to see the ball not be put on the ground. You don't want to see injuries. You don't want to see defensive bust. You want to see guys flying around playing fast. I mean, that's that's really all I can say right now because there's going to there's gonna be mistakes. There's going to be a lot of guys who play. There's going to be some newcomers that play, and they're going to make mistakes. That's part of it. But if I see the veteran guys playing fast and, and – making plays, like, that's really all I can ask for. And then once we see the game and are able to kind of point out some of the things we need to work on, we can go from there. Ben? Yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. I, I want to see the offensive line be successful and and not get pushed around. I, I don't expect Tennessee's offensive line to win every single rep, but – uh, even against a, a veteran Virginia defensive line that we discussed at the beginning of the show, I, I think that they should still win the majority of, of those battles. Uh, I, and that would make me feel better going to, to Florida with Cooper Mays' status up in the air as Tennessee does go to Florida. Uh, and then defensively, I, I expect this defense to to look better. I, I really do. I, I, I'm expecting I, – look, I don't expect this defense to go out there and, and, and be one of the vintage Nick Saban defenses or, or what Kirby Smart's defense has been the last couple of years. But I expect this defense to take a step forward. And Josh Heupel talked about that last night on, on Vol Calls, that in order to build a championship program, the defense needs to take a step forward. And they feel like the defense will take a step forward this season because of – the the depth and and the talent that that's been added this off season and there's quite a bit of experience and, and we didn't really dive in to the Virginia offense uh, if, if the phone lines are clear for for the moment yeah I, I will share that a bomb. he didn't he didn't call us back yet <laughs> I'm I'm sure he'll he'll get in here before nine thirty but just real real quick on the Virginia offense um, because we didn't really touch on it earlier like they have a new quarterback program's all-time leading passer Brennan Armstrong transferred to NC State another puzzling transfer this one on the offensive side of the ball at the quarterback position no less so new quarterback new receivers fairly inexperienced offensive line Uh, their top two receivers from last year went to the NFL they had another receiver transfer to Nebraska Uh, their offensive line coach left the receivers coach left uh, and, and then obviously the, the quarterback musket from from Monmouth, he, he's new and he, he has some experience, but he doesn't have D1 experience. Uh, so, so new weapons at, at receiver. And then will the offensive line even protect him in the first place? The, the offensive line has been a weak point 
for Virginia the last couple of years, and uh, they they saw multiple starters leave this offseason, their left tackle, their left guard, their right guard, and their right tackle. Everybody but their center left over the offseason for one reason or another. That that made up for 33 starts and 39 appearances last year. Uh, and again, I mentioned this earlier, they brought in a, a kid from Penn State, Houston, and Dayton, but it's just a really inexperienced offensive line that hasn't played a ton of football together. Uh, and even their running back room, I mentioned early in the show that they have two things that you feel somewhat comfortable about on their team. And one of them was was even still somewhat of a question mark, and that's the running back room. Like they have last year's top three running backs uh, coming back uh, in Paris Jones, Mike Hollins, and Xavier Brown. Uh, Brown is sidelined right now with an elbow injury, so it's really just Paris Jones, Mike Hollins, and then Kobe Pace, uh, the the Clemson running back, which I would expect him to to get the bulk of the carries because uh, Pace in Tony Elliott's final season at Clemson's OC. He rushed for 640 yards uh, and six touchdowns dis- despite being the, the number two rusher. Uh, and those numbers surpassed the career totals of any of the three returning backs for Virginia. So, like, you know who the backs are going to be and they're veterans for Virginia. But even that position is a question mark because they've struggled to, to run the football the last couple of years. So th- there's so many questions uh, about this Virginia offense and inexperience that I expect defensively for Tennessee – a Tennessee defense that does have experience, that does have depth, and, and is going to flash more talent than it has in several years, I expect Tennessee's defense to to have a great day. So uh, offensively, offensively, I expect that, that Tennessee O-line to, to, to win the majority of its battles. Uh, and then that Tennessee defense, I, I expect it to, to win uh, against Virginia's offense. I, I would be very surprised, and I think it would be disappointing if, if Virginia – had a decent amount of success against them. I, I just don't think that that should happen with, with all its new pieces. But I guess the, the last thing that I would think of, Swain, with that Virginia offense, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Like if you're a Virginia fan and you're viewing this glass half full, like the Virginia offense was terrible last season and now you got a bunch of new pieces. So it can't be much worse than than last season. So I guess there is a level of the the unknown and the unexpected, like, I guess in a way that could be a good thing for Virginia that they have all these new pieces on offense. But again, I, I don't I don't think a, a Tennessee defense that has experience and guys coming back and, and more talent, more depth to, to struggle against this Virginia offense. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, um, you typically have players leave your program after the first year or going into the first year of, of a new coach. I mean, look at what Deion Sanders uh, did at Colorado. He did what every coach wants to do when they take over a team and they recognize that their roster is not good enough, but Dion actually did it. <laughs> so, uh, you're going to have players leaving and coming, um, like learning a new system and they had the spring to learn. And, but this will be the first time going up against a different team wearing a different color Jersey. So how's that going to play out? Will Virginia make a play here or there? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, man, talent is going to prevail for for Tennessee. I want to ask you, your player to watch on defense, and I want to ask you, your player to watch on offense. We will do that 
during our last segment here on the Swain event before Tennessee takes on Virginia this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Two days until kickoff. We can finally say that the next time we talk, we will be breaking down what happened on Saturday. Oh, man, that's so cool. That is so cool. Player to watch from Ben McKee on offense and on defense. Player to watch from me on offense and defense. Still waiting on Neil Mafia. Hey, phone lines are open for you. 865-255-03. We'll be right back. Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit mindbodyknoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. It is so good to be here with Charlie Pratt with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. And Charlie, you have a passion for helping and working with East Tennesseans. Why is that? Man, I was born and raised here in Knoxville. Uh, My family's owned a business here since the 1920s. I played football at Central High School and Maryville College. I'm just really proud to work in East Tennessee. What are you the most proud of? We do a really good job of meeting people where they're at on their financial journey. I've got clients uh, that are just now starting out. I've got clients that are in the middle of saving and doing a great job job. And I've got clients who have worked really hard their whole lives and it's time for them to enjoy their retirement. It's my job to make sure their money lasts as long as they do in retirement and they're able to leave a legacy for their family. So with that being said, what are the next steps? Let's sit down and take a look at your financial plan. Give me a call 865-919-6468. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Guys, let me talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near Low T Center or you just want the convenience of a at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy shipping your treatments directly to you with the peace of mind of monitored treatment. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. I know missing the show live is a bummer. But don't fret. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome! Ben McKee might be the best daddy in the world. We have knocked out an hour and a 15-minute show so far. He's on daddy duty with a one-year-old no issues knock on wood man how about that well i also i timed things perfectly i i'm, I'm starting to get oh, this daddy thing down pat i timed <laughs> things perfectly this morning uh by not giving him his bottle until right when we started the show 
So he he is fully rested and he is fed and and Miss Rachel is really helping us out this morning. I mean he he is just absolutely oh, you got help. television. Oh, I definitely have help. Come oh on now. no, no, you, no. You, that changes everything. That okay, changes now. everything. No, it doesn't because if if Miss Rachel didn't exist, then we would have heard from him by now. So really I think I'm 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 making a smart play. Okay, and no, I, I know that this play. What's that? I said absolutely was a good play. I mean, Miss Rachel's got got him glued to the TV, which I know probably shouldn't be looking at the screen and then watching TV and then and this and that. But look, right. I'm trying to get to an hour and a half show without him losing his mind. It'd be and, right. and so far, so good. He he's fed, he's rested, and uh, that that's why this hour and a half has been good. I I've probably got another thirty minutes to forty five minutes before he he gets hungry again or, or wants to, to to begin laying down. Haynes King is the starting quarterback for Georgia Tech. According to Bulldog Brian. Remember Haynes King? Former Texas A&M quarterback. He's the quarterback that uh, Jim Chaney wanted so bad. And I understand why Jim Chaney wanted him. I mean, he was a phenomenal athlete coming out of high school. Uh, very mobile. Can throw it. Just not. Just didn't work at Texas A&M. Just didn't work. And if Haynes King goes to Georgia Tech and lights the world on fire, then it would have proved Jim Chaney right the whole entire time that the kid had the potential, just needed to be put in the right situation to be successful. All right, Ben, your player to watch Saturday for the Tennessee Volunteers. Let's start on defense. On defense, I'm going to Marion McDonald. That That is the, the player slash matchup to watch for me on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, earlier in the show, I mentioned that that Virginia went out and added a slot receiver from Northwestern named Malik Washington. Uh, he is the sole receiver on the Virginia football team with significant college football experience. Uh, in his, I believe, three seasons at Northwestern, uh, he had 120 catches, 1,300 yards, only three touchdowns, which is surprising for somebody with 120 catches and, and 1,300 yards. Uh, and then last year, he had career highs of 65 catches for 700 yards. So uh, T-Mac presumably being matched up against Malik Washington there in the slot in the middle of the field is an interesting matchup to me. And and what makes it really interesting to me is like Washington has has a pretty nice amount of production to his name, as I just listed out. But T-Mac has missed a good chunk of, of fall camp. And and I don't know that that's a matchup for him personally that he can be rusty going into. So I, I'm interested to see where Tamarion is at because he missed most of fall camp with a, a muscle strain, if I'm not mistaken, and has really recently gotten back into the flow of things. Now, I, I'm not reading too much into it, and, and I'm not concerned too much because he's a veteran. He's played a ton of football at this point. But that's the matchup that I'm circling and and the player on defense that I'm circling for Tennessee. All right, my defensive player is Keenan Peely, two-time captain there at BYU. Josh Heupel was asked about uh, him and what did they expect to get and what they have been kind of surprised to see in him once he got here. And Josh Heupel mentioned his athleticism, his explosiveness, his leadership is, is undoubted. They knew they were going to get that from him when they brought him in. How does he play his first game? Flying around, being comfortable, making calls, making plays. 
he is a player to watch for me on defense. And then, and then uh, offensively, I'll let you go first, and I'll go. I'm going Ollie Lane ju- just with Cooper being out and in the center position in this offense is is so important more more important than than probably any center in the entire country uh just just with what all they have to do in this offense so uh, Ollie Lane needs to to play well for for Tennessee to to help that offense not have any missteps or or mishaps and, and look he needs help from Andre Carrick over there at left guard too he he's somebody that I I would circle as well but uh, I'm going Ollie Lane going up against that that veteran Virginia defensive line that we've talked about this show. I got the same two guys, man. I got Ollie <laughs> Lane written down right here. And since you picked Ollie Lane, I was going to go with Andrew Carrot. But damn, Ben, you picked both of them. I mean, the question was My just bad. one. And since since Ben hogged all the answers. Come on now. You know I love to talk. Yeah, I had to go with someone a little bit different. So Ben picked two. So my player to watch would be Hmm. Joe Milton. Well, duh. And I don't want to pick this player, but he's a newcomer. And the reason I don't want to pick him is because I play receiver. I know how y'all think I'm biased anyways to receivers, but I'm going to go with Dante Thornton because he is new. And I want to see how he's used when he's in the game with Squirrel White. I want to see, speaking of Squirrel White, shout out to our new partner, Alpha Wildlife. You heard the commercial. Uh, they're really focusing on squirrels <laughs> right now, that time of the year. Uh, so shout out to Alpha Wildlife. Huge Tennessee fans. And quickly, a couple of years ago, um, I called David, the owner. I was like, uh, hey, man, what are these holes in my backyard? And this is when you was coming over a lot <laughs> uh, every, every weekday. I was like, man, what? What are these holes? These are not chipmunk holes. These are these are different holes. I had like a uh, I had a garden, and my onions got tore up from the floor up, or from the root up in this case. And so I was like, man, what is going on? So I sent him a picture, and then my surveillance videos. I like moved one to that particular area, and then one night I saw a big old coon. I was like, man. What am I going to do here? Because he was tearing up my backyard. So I called David over there at Alpha Wildlife. And when they came over, set a trap with some marshmallows. And next day, the biggest raccoon I've ever seen was in that trap. You remember You remember that day, Ben? I took a picture oh, yeah. of him. I sent it to you. I think I showed him to you. Like, it was, it was crazy, man. But glad to have Alpha Wildlife on board with us. You were the black Elmer Fudd that day. Nah, man, I ain't do anything. I just call Alpha Wildlife. I ain't do nothing. I'm not messing with no raccoons, man. Uh, but we got Alpha Wildlife with us. Um, but offensively, it's Dante Thornton. Uh, he's 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 new. He he's gonna be an NFL guy, he's a pro guy. How is he gonna be using the offense? C- certainly a different body type to Squirrel playing in the slot. All right, let's get to the phones. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Good morning. Who do we have? Good morning, Swain. This is Neyland Mafia. Neyland Mafia. Man, you came through, my man. It's good to hear from you this morning. <laughs> um, man, it's, it's, it's good to be calling back. Uh, it, it's, it's football eve, eve. And uh, once again, 
I'm just, I'm so excited. I, I, I can't hardly sit still. Man, it's just, it's, it's an incredible time because this time, you know, it, it, it actually feels different. You know, well, about four or five years ago, I called in and it made a reference to, uh, you know, a beautiful house that you love that had rot and, and decay and termites and all that kind of thing in it and how you stayed with it, you know, when it was sick. You didn't get to just love it when things were good. You, you know, you owed it to it to love it when things were bad. And, um, Swain, I didn't know. I thought then. I didn't. I didn't know then. I know now. Yeah, tribulation wasn't over. In fact, two or three years ago, ball football was pretty much metaphorically on the cross. About three years ago, yeah, it was metaphorically on the cross. Humiliated, dragged through the mud, spit on, beaten, left for a blood, bloody dead mess. But it is always darkest before the dawn, and. You know, you, 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 again, to use that metaphor, you know, you, you think, okay, it, it, it's dead, you know, and you love it. So you go to prepare it for burial and then you get there to bury it. And there's somebody standing there and a stone has been rolled away. And he says, you know, my name is Danny White and who you come to seek is no longer here. What was here dead once is now risen and the word is going to go out. And the word did go out, Swain. The word went out. The word went out to Miami. The word went out to Clemson. The word went out to Knoxville. The word went out to Tuscaloosa. The word went out to Nashville. The word went all the way down to Baton Rouge. Now, some of these, you know, new fans, I, I don't want to say new fans, that's, that's a bad term, but some of our younger fans, they've never really seen, you know, a really, really, really good time, a really good stretch involve football. In fact, they've seen less good and more the bad and the ugly. But I go way back. I mean, I go all the way back to Conbridge. And as such, I, I can tell these, these younger fans that, that I mean, I've been to the mountaintop and I've seen the promised land. And I can tell you right now that once again, a team that is known as wide receiver U is back. A team that can run the football with power is back. A team that has high draft picks on the offensive and defensive line is back. And they've got that team that existed in the 80s and the 90s, back when things were good, back when we were feared. They've got that team back. They've got a team back that isn't afraid of any player, that isn't afraid of any coach, that isn't afraid of any venue. Swain, our eyes have seen the glory of the return of the Vols. Like I just said, man, I'm so excited. I just, I can't sit still. I hadn't been this excited since, hadn't been since this excited since there was a man named Al Wilson roaming around, looking like a little, literal death behind the line of scrimmage, peering out. And I can't wait. We'll see you guys soon. God bless. Go Vols. My man, Nilla Mafia, man. Game week ain't game week without your words, my friend. It's good to hear from you. Nilla Mafia, folks. Woo! Now we can go play some football. Now we can go play. Let's go play. Oh, yeah, we got to wait another two days. <laughs> we got we to gotta wait. 
Friday and a little bit of, of Saturday before those Vols take the football field. That's what it's all about right there. That's what it's all about. Vallstorm says Hypo came in like a HGT, HGTV show and flipped it. Yep, him and Danny White did it. Administration did it. How many times have we watched other programs turn things around from what seemed to be death as what Neil Mafia described? Like, I remember, Ben, when Penn State got hit with all that Jerry Sandusky stuff, and then they went out, they had Bill O'Brien, and then they still got Christian Hackenberry. It's like, wait, wait a minute. How y'all still get the number one quarterback in the country? That's not fair. And then they went out after Bill O'Brien left and hired the hottest name in college football at the time, which was James Franklin. I was like, come on, man. They went from being left for dead to competing at a high level it seemed like in a snap of a finger. I was like, man, that ain't fair. Well, here we are. Entering year three of Josh Heupel. Year two was ranked number one in the country. Year two was in the playoff hunt. Year two won New Year's Six bowl game by multiple scores versus a program that's won two national championships in the last decade. And here we are, year number three, preseason ranked number 12 with a quarterback that with a good year has a chance to be a first round pick with a group of players that have a chance to be uh, draft picks. And Tennessee is picked right now at worst being third or fourth best team in the SEC with a chance to go to Atlanta. Man, thank you, Neil and Mafia. Charger Vol says, where's the collection plate? I don't know. But if you pass it to me, I'm going to pass it right to you, Ben. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> no, I'll pass it, man. I got I got some change. I got some loose change up in here. I got you, Neil Mafia. Parker. Who wins tonight? Florida or Utah? I got Utah. Ben, who you got? Utah. I got Utah. I got Tennessee on Saturday. Score prediction. Tennessee in the fifties. I'm going fifty two. 13. 52-13. You got some force band or you gonna wait to you release it on Vol on, on Gold Vol 247. What website? Gold Vol 247. That's what you're gonna do. Uh, just remember we have Jordan Ross ranked higher. No oh, man. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh I mean I, it'll be somewhere in that vicinity. <laughs> I mean Tennessee gonna win by a lot. It'll be disappointing if if it's not a comfortable victory. Better believe it. That is our time. The Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. Homeowners, make sure you tackle those necessary home system replacements this month with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. A ton of Yeti products you get. Today's the last day of the special, folks. Last day of the special. HappyHiller.com is the website. Make sure 
take advantage of those home system replacements today at Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. HappyHiller.com is their website. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. For Ben McKee of Goval, uh, of Goval 247, I'm Jason Swain, live from the Low T Center Studio. We hope you have a great Thursday. Tuesday, we'll be back talking about a big orange win. Peace and much love. We are out.